podcast. Millions and millions of listeners to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. We are on episode 58 of the Weird Podcast. Whoa, where did those previous 57 weeks go? I don't know, in the can. Um, on that note, I just want to say, um, I believe on episode 56, I spoke quite a bit about um, it being the year episode. Turns out there's only 52 weeks in the year, and I am a dunce. <laughs> so yeah, for anyone listening to that podcast and coming at me, being like, hey man, it's 52 weeks in a year, um, yeah, what can I say? I'm thick. You know, it is the weird podcast, so maybe in this some sort of subverted weird universe, possibly like on Mars or, you know, up Uranus or whatever, there could be 56 weeks. Who knows? Maybe as time changes going forward, as like the, I don't know, the global warming happens or something, like light and day, maybe it will, there will become 56 weeks in a year, and then you'll be calling me a revolutionary an influencer, a, you know, mind freak, a, I don't know what Nostradamus was, I only said Astradamus, which, you know, there probably is an Astradamus out there, you can probably download his videos off, like, very explicit websites, but yeah, Nostradamus kind of guy, you know, like, uh, I don't know what he's called, is he called a predictor, is he called a philosopher, um, I don't actually know. I might actually go on to my, my internet now because I feel like the 56 weeks thing has provided me such a mug off that I uh, I feel like people are going to come at me again if I get the proper term with Nostradamus. Um, he's a physician. All right, that's um, not what I anticipated it being. Um He's best known, he's a prophet, right? He, he prophesizes things. So what I'm saying is, in the future, there'll be 56 weeks. Get off my back, let's get the podcast started. Whoa, <laughs> nearly Christmas. How's everybody feeling about that? All your presents bought? Mm. I um, <laughs> I went shopping this week on Amazon, and rather than buying anybody else Christmas presents, I just hooked myself up with some new gear for the podcast. Got myself a nice wee, uh, wee sound catcher, which is kind of like... Apparently, it just takes out the, like, or the shness of the podcast. And, like, I feel I listened to a couple back, and because obviously, you know, I record this in my massive dining room, there's a lot of reverb and stuff. So, I thought I'd get this to try and help the quality of the podcast. Because I listened to one of my episodes back um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, is that me doing the podcast? Or all of a sudden, does Sean Connery do it? Because everything I was saying should have finished with this at the end of it. And uh, what what did gay Sean Connery say to his boyfriend? Shove it up my arse. Haha. <laughs> well, it's too early in the morning. Once again, I'm surprising people with the time I'm recording the podcast. Normally, I, uh, I come at it sort of of an evening time, mostly on a Sunday evening because I've procrastinated throughout the whole weekend and therefore left myself no time to record other than late on a Sunday evening. But guess what? For all of y'all listening behind the uh, behind the curtain of what's going on here, this is a Saturday morning. I'm up recording, and it's because I was supposed to do it on Friday night, but then I fell asleep. Do you know that's what happened? That's that's what's up. You know what I mean? I just fell asleep, flat out of it, a busy week, put Holly to sleep, and then guess what? 
Big Papa Pump had had enough as well. He had just gone to bed and basically woke up to more WhatsApp messages than I knew possible because everyone's like just asking me shit about the weekend and I'm just fast asleep. You mean I had a busy week this week? I did uh, Boytown's live podcast on Monday in the Accidental Theatre, which, you know what, as per, was a very fun night, very enjoyable, good crowd there. And um, on that note, I just want to say thanks to everybody that came and those that didn't. Mm, snake rats but i'll forgive you in time because we've we've made a conscious decision that we're going to start up the live podcasts again that's an exclusive if you listen to this on monday the 18th is it no 17th if you listen to this on monday the 17th this is an exclusive if you listen to it like on the 18th on it won't be because what there's going to be is a little bit of an announcement a little pre-Christmas announcement regarding Boytown, so get excited about that, but it was a very, very fun night. We uh, turned up, did a bit of stand-up, um, had William Thompson on, he did a bit of stand-up as uh, Lance Bouvier, a new character we just told him he had to perform as. And to be fair, he did it well, so I think what we might do to him is, is mug him off in the future and get him to perform for us at live podcasts as just a character we have made up for him, which would be very fun and very keeping with Boytown. I might actually get William on board um, to do some Boytowns in the future. It'd be good to have him along with us for that. But yeah, it was a great night. Um, as per tweetbacks and whatnot were extra savage. If you don't know what tweetback is, basically I make Shane tweet from his account something that I have written. He makes me tweet from my account something that he has written. Um, long story short, we just mug each other off, basically. It's awful. It's uncomfortable. It's not fun. But audience love it, so <clears throat> you got to give those babies what they want, you know what I'm saying? That was Monday, it was a nice long day, because hey, bear in mind, I have been working just fully, I have literally no leave to take over Christmas, because in the last year, I just did everything, you know, just completed it, life just, just completed, within the last 12 month, months, I had my um, first kid, which was stressful. There goes a little bit of the hair on top of my head. Then I decided I would move house. Uh-oh, there's some greys in the beard. And then I decided I would get married. And at that point, the greys just went, Fshing! and then the, the hair on top of my head just went, sayonara, because my hair is Japanese, and it just disappeared. So now I'm much balder and greyer than I was this time a year ago. But hey, I can now chill out for a while. I feel like I might start like smoking on those weed tips, like just to chill myself out. No, I've done all the stressful stuff. I need to relax, you know. I just thought of a word, barbiturates. I don't know what they are. Maybe I'll take them, <laughs> whatever the fuck they could be. Hey, if you know what barbiturates are, let me know, you know, because I don't. I'm only saying it because it sounds like a good, a good sort of uh, drug based words. Oh, I'm going to Google it here. Um, barbiturates are a drug that acts as a central nervous system depressant. Hey, that's a perfect call. What a genius I am. Just chill myself out. Be like one of those uh, <laughs> one of those precogs from uh, Minority Reports. Just lie in a bath all day and go, Ugh, and predict crimes. Whoa, like Nostradamus. I can just be one of those... One of those philosopher guys, or a physician, whatever you want to call Nostradamus. Just lie in a bath all day and make noises. That could be me on my barbiturates. But it'll be a good time. 
But yeah, basically I'm looking to try and chill out for a while, but I can't because I need to be in work. Um, my work uh, works on a flexi-time basis, so if you can work your time up, you can get leave. The pressure's on me because I have no annual leave days left because I was saying, baby's born, take leave for that shit, you know, being a... You know, taking maternity leave. I know it's called paternity leave, but hey, it's 2018. I am a maternal guy. You know, I just treat my baby like I'm its mummy and daddy. I am her mum. I'm her dad. I am her friend. So I was on maternity leave for like the first month of the year, which was most of my leave done up. Then I moved house, which needed a few days to just dung the gear into the new gaff. And then when I got married, obviously took a few days off to do that and then went off my honeymoon for a couple you know basically what i'm saying isn't good to myself all right and like there'll be no sympathy people be going oh no he's no leave christmas the guy was off most of the year you know i take my time off then i'm doing other wee like side projects at the same time you know what i mean i'm doing wee bits and bobs like if i'm away doing gigs or something or i'm maybe recording something i have to take days here and there so you know I'm just I'm in a race against time because I need two days off next week. I need Thursday the twentieth off and I need Friday the twenty first off. Why Papa Bear? Well, because on the Thursday the twentieth, it's Shane Todd's wedding. Shane Todd, the money toad, the freak long fingered, uh, crones having yellow faced, food in his teeth, hair over the ears, buck ears guy is getting married. You know. Um, and I've got to be there because I'm a groomsman slash MC for the gig, which is going to be a lot of fun because he MC'd my wedding and mugged me off quite a bit. So, you know, there's a few home truths going to be coming out, albeit was Shane jealous that I got married? Yes. Am I jealous that he's getting married? Yes. In a couple of years when we both get divorced and the DUP are no longer a thing, are the boys going to go into a marriage between each other? Yes. But, I mean, until then, we'll just be happy living our lives as is, but basically I'm in a race against time, I need to get my leave up, I need to be in work late, get in early, out late, in order to get this time, which is a struggle when you work like fucking 50 miles away from your live, but I'm making it happen, there's a few days this week where I just was going, getting up, going to work, going straight on to a gig, because you know that's what I do, I'm a, I'm a funny dude, like you know what I mean, and, and I feel like I have a lot of deadlines and stuff coming up, I've literally just poured water all over my fucking body there went to get a wee drink of water and for some reason started tilting the glass at about my thigh just poured some on my crotch and on my it looks like i've had a very fiercely lactating left nipple now just dripping on down on my uh, trousers which isn't ideal because the glamorous life of being a comedian slash podcaster means once I finish this podcast, I have a load of like boxes to go and put in the dump. And hopefully you can't hear this because of my new sound reducing equipment. But outside, it's the end of the world. It's raining very heavy. It's very blowy. Um, it's cold. Basically, it's the weather I don't want to go outside in. But unfortunately being like you know i'm like i'm choresy you know i always have chores to do i have to go out in that shit do you know what i mean i have to um oh once again told my uh myself to mute the my fucking computer i didn't um i'm gonna have to lash myself now when i finish with my belt before going leave stuff to dump but i need to do that i need to leave Catherine out to like her um 45th christmas do off this festive period um and then i have to go and get my hair cut because come 
Thursday, I need to look sharp, I need to look tight, I need to look shaved, I need to look sexy for this wedding. I need to let Shane see what he's holding out for. You know, that's what I need to see, need to show him on Thursday. So I have a lot of chores to do today and then tonight I have to get myself locked away in the dining room again because of the finished script I'm working on. It needs to be done by Monday and I've reworked it all and I just haven't typed it up yet. So, you know, rock and roll. And that's what... That's how, I, that's how I conduct my business. I'm such a motherfucking gangster that I just uh, do things uh, like that, you know? Living it up, not niche-niche, giving a fuck. Um, but this week, whoa, isn't my phone again? Stop. And what even makes any everything worse? It's my sister. Like, my sister is five years younger than me, but she still uses text messages above WhatsApp. So, you know, for sure don't do that, you fucking moron. Especially when I'm recording my podcast, which is never at a consistent time, to be fair. So you'd be flat out. Um, you just, just basically don't ever send me a t- text message, right? So that was that. And I had a, the office party this week, which was um, <clears throat> it was actually a load of, load of fun. Um, I did a quiz at it and I had one beer. Why did I have one beer? Is it because you're no fun? No, guys. It's because I had it on Thursday. And as everyone knows... I am the compare, the MC, the, the main man, the host, the organizer, the promoter of Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. And this week on the 13th was the last Pug Ugly's of the year. And you know what? It was a really fun night. It wasn't the biggest in terms of crowds. I think across the board, Lavery's had a gig on Wednesday. It was quiet. Limelight on Thursday was quiet. Pug Ugly's was quiet. But you know what? It was a really attentive enjoyable audience that were there you know it was a fun night i enjoyed it It was a nice way to end it um big change from the week before whenever we had uh the accountants in which do you know what you can't actually spell the word accountant without the letter c-u-n-t so i mean hey coincidence nish 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 but we had a nice night there of myself on doing a bit of MCing. I don't want to win since I don't want to win. Put your hands in the air. Let's go. One, two, step up. Bo, bo, bo. Not that was not that kind of MCing, unfortunately. Um, but we had Diona Doherty on, who was um opening the night. You may know her as Katya from Dairy Girls or a girl from Soft Border Patrol. Don't actually know what her character's called in that. Mugged myself off there. But um, yeah, she went on, did a good set, really enjoyed herself. Um, it's one of her, I think it's like her fourth or fifth gig, but she did really well. It was, it was good to have her there. Then I went on, gave away health bulletin for the boys, <laughs> and then had a break in the second half with Sean Hegarty on doing uh, his new work in progress R show, which was great. Um, to me, Sean's one of the the most unique comedians on the scene because he doesn't do stories. You know, he does one-liners, and you know I, I could sit and try and write one-liners. And I, if you if you sat me down, I reckon if I had about four hours to write one-liner jokes, I'd probably come out with about two, two, and that's a good performance for me. Whereas if Sean would write one-liners, he'd probably have a book. You know, it's to me that's just the talent the guy has that no one else has. And if I were him, I'd be just milking that. You know, just standing out as the top one-liner comedian. You know. But he was great and it was good to have him on board. And it's nice now to have a little bit of a break from um, stand-up, ideally, for Christmas. I, feel, I have nothing in the calendar 
Um, again, I don't really like doing loads of gigs at Christmas. Um, normally it's a good time to do it because you've got office parties and shit, which are always awful, to be fair. They're always blitz people who just, you know, companies are looking, entertainment. <clears throat> Pardon me, I think comedy's a good idea. When really people go to Christmas do's, they just want to eat and get absolutely bloodered, and they're like, who's this fucking guy up here wrecking my, my party? You know what I mean? So it's not really the best situation to be doing stand-up but i just wanted to take a little bit of time off because i'm working so much and i wanted to spend some time at home with the family you know catherine my wife she's a nurse too so she actually gets busier at this time of year um, and me being a little uh, leprechaun gold cash hoarder i'm like you better work all those holiday days you may get double time and you will pay me into my bespoke private account that i used to gamble with don't actually gamble, but just it's better for her to work. You know, she can work less time but get more money, if that makes sense, over Christmas. And so she's doing a bit of that. So basically with that happening, when she's working, Big daddy has to look after baby Holly, who um, at the minute has become a prick. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's, uh, what's come over in the last week or so, but she's just become a real sassy, stroppy little bitch. <laughs> you know, doesn't get her way. Wah! It's proper like full straps. She delivered a massive headbutt to me yesterday. She was so angry. She was sitting on the bed. I wasn't getting her another bottle because she had like three in the middle of the night. And she just flung her head back as hard as she could and hit me right in my eye. Luckily, you know, I had time to counter punch her on the way down, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't enjoyable getting struck with that. And I just don't know if she doesn't get her way now. She just fully screams, no tears, just tenses up the arms, clenches the fists, and rah, you know. Kind of wish she was a little boy sometimes, because then I just slap him. Because the wee girl I can't really do that. So um, you know, if if I have any more kids in the future, and if I have a boy, unlucky man, you're gonna get whooped. Because I mean, that's what happened to me growing up. You know what I mean? I was whooped by my parents when I was bad. Even it got so much to the point where even the threat of being whooped would like get me in order do you know what I mean my mum would just lift her hand up like she could literally have been you know going to scratch her head or you know pick her nose or whatever but if that hand raised if her hand raised above her sternum I was out of there like you know I knew I was like oh fuck because once this hand goes up it's got to come down and being a little boy you're in the strike zone you're in the hit zone you got to back up back up and not be destroyed by her mum so you know that's what I'm used to I was brought up that harsh way you know beaten mum used to beat me with her her hand she used to use her slipper on the odd occasion I think I got a ladle once to the arse which wasn't um, ideal to be fair because a ladle the thing about a ladle as a weapon is it sort of combines like sting of a slap but also the dull pain of impact with his round head you know what I mean so a ladle's kind of like a perfect hybrid weapon for beating kids. So anyone out there, any parents listening here, and you want to inflict a bit of, you know, you know, you want bang for your buck. You want the your kid to be disciplined in such a way whereby they're getting stingy pain and blunt force pain. Go for the ladle. It's got a good handle on it too. It's got a nice whip in the neck. It can, you know, it's it's a good weapon to be struck with. If you get hit in the legs, stings like fuck. If you get hit in the back of the head, ow. So that's we shout out the parents out there. So if I have my my son along the line, David Junior, he will be called because it's just tradition. He will be, yeah, he'll be whooped. You know, my mum occasionally used a belt, never wore a belt. Don't know why she just brought it just to whip me. Apparently, then I suppose 
you know, she would say I'm lying here, but you know, she would say that as I got older, like 16, she started using like hammers and shot me with a nail gun a couple of times, glue gun actually, <laughs> got some of that, melt, got a wee stick of uh, adhesive, melted it down till it was boiling in the glue gun and just put it on my hands, give me third degree burns. Um, and then, you know, as I got older and older, she started using like um, guns and stuff, um, shot me. Um, lacerated my kidney with a bullet, which wasn't ideal either. Um, and then she's apparently, before I moved out, she just, you know, been to Russia and bought um, the ingredients to make to make a nuclear bomb. Um, obviously, a smaller scale nuclear bomb because I mean you don't want to like destroy cities and stuff. She just wanted to put the nuclear bomb in my room. So it would, you know, kill me, but also the fallout wouldn't leave the room. And, and you know, if you're putting the nuclear bomb in the room of a, of a teenage boy, you know, th- I think the nuclear reaction of the bomb would be less dangerous than a few other smells that would be coming from that room, you know. Like, I don't know how I slept in my room as a teenager. It was um, gross, you know, like now when you come an adult, you you like to try and have cleanish bed clothes. You know, you probably change your bed sheets maybe once every few weeks. Whereas as a kid, I think I changed mine once every Christmas. You know, that was about it. And then obviously, you know, when you're a kid, a teenager, you're probably in bed. You're farting more and stuff. You spend more time in bed, like after nights out and stuff. Come back from rugby, all dirty, all sweaty, and inevitably you're jacking seven times a day in that bed. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be pretty gross. Like if anyone came in there with a black light and just turned that shit on, you know, it would just it would blind you. You know, but I've matured. I've grown up, and now I'm an adult. And now the shoe is on my other foot, and then I can take the shoe off and use it as a weapon against my children. And that's what it is, guys. Um, I have a good story for us this week. I know sometimes um, I say I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have stories, and then I just don't do it. You know what I mean? I just go, nah, I don't have a story. But this week I have a story, and he's my new favorite guy. This guy, right? I don't know if you've heard of him before. He's called Hey. This is my kind of banter. Hey, I don't know if you've heard of this guy before. He's called Vashislav Basakov. <laughs> And a lot of people going, ah, actually, I do, I do know Vashislav Bashikov. Well, Vashislav Bashikov is actually a Russian Orthodox priest. Now, this is how much of a great, um, how much of a great headline this is. Gucci priest. How a Russian Orthodox priest got busted for his swag, right? <laughs> After more than a year of Vashislav Bashikov's flexing on his account, the Instagram influencer gods have finally granted him the exposure that he craved. As the past week has proven, however, such a blessing becomes a little bit complicated when you already have quite enough God in your life, which is definitely the case for Bashikov, who moonlights as a Russian Orthodox priest when he's not posting photos of Gucci and Louis Vuitton swag from bamboo-handled Louis bags to LV monogram pull slides. There's plenty more where that came from, though. It's certainly more difficult to discover now that Bashikov's account at the Archpriest has been deleted, having sufficiently sent the Russian Orthodox Church into an uproar. Unfortunately, 
The outrage is not owing to jealousy or indignation that Bashikov would choose to stunt such flashy goods um, in the midst of a renaissance of the Phoebe Philo era sea line. Whatever the fuck that means, I don't even know if I pronounced it right. Instead, each and every luxury item is apparently evidence that Bashikov is guilty of the cardinal sin of attempting to be chic, which the church prefers to view as leading an immodest and unrestrained lifestyle. According to the spokesperson who announced the disciplinary committee has been charged with investigating Bashikov's posts, as well as attempting to, in commas, return him to his senses. He has at least already sensed that it was time to, for him to atone, taking full responsibility for the photos, which he said date back to at least a year ago. Bashikov has since issued a public apology and offers his penance. He said... They am very ashamed, and I bear full responsibility for this, he said in a penitential letter sent and published um, by some Christian news outlet. I can't even pronounce that name. Continuing with statements quite unlike those usually made in the confessional box. <laughs> I will suffer penance and shut down the Instagram since I behave. I can't behave myself humbly and appropriately. And then he's just got a picture of him hooked up with these sweet Gucci brogues. Fair play to him. According to Bashikov, he started out posting with good intentions. His effort was to be an open person, however ended up backfiring, leading him astray to the practice he had been warned of. Constantly posting on social media, it's no surprise then that through those posts he also took up the common practice of glamorising his life. Most of that swag apparently wasn't even his in the first place. Oh man, what are you doing, Bashikov? You know, if you're going to post swag, own swag. Do you know what I'm saying? The majority of pictures taken were inside shops, he clarified. No priest can afford such things. Yeah, but yet he's wearing a full Gucci, like, not a baseball cap, it's like a baseball cap without the cap or the like fastener at the back. It's it's a church hat, but it's got the Gucci logo on it, which I think is very sexy. All that's understandable enough and certainly a better excuse than the one of the head of the Orthodox Church came up with when held accountable for his own swag-related misdeeds in 2009. In an attempt to circumvent the scandal, the Church issued perhaps the first ever statement in centuries um, to address an absurd mistake by the photo department, a phrase intended to explain why the bishop was wearing such a swag Briog watch. Um, which was in the reflection of the mirror, yet somehow not on his wrist. You know, maybe that is some sort of papal magic, or maybe what's happened there is it been like, nah, this 30 grand watch is too swag, we'll erase it, and then just carry on with business. But yeah, basically what I'm saying is, guys, let's support the Gucci priest, you know, let's um, get behind him. He does sound like he's some kind of mumble rapper. Yo, Gucci priest, R-I-P-G-O-D, you know, the Gucci priest. Check him out. Um, I like his style. But he's he's definitely not sweet looking, you know. He should, he definitely needs to swag himself up to look better. Because I mean, he's got weird sort of like he's got brown hair, but weird and creepy and long with a goatee, which isn't a good look. And then he ain't got no eyelashes, which is also, you know, all I'm saying is, where possible, you know, have eyelashes. You know, where it's feasible, you know, just just have yourself a sweet pair of eyelashes, right? Um, guys, I've been nattering on. I was actually nattering on for a good solid forty minutes there, and then I went and checked my recording, and it stopped right in the middle of the priest story. So if the sound uh, jumps a little bit and sounds a bit weird, you'll know that that's what's happened. The, hey, baby, you know what's up? But um, I'll go into my my questions now, and let's see what's up. 
Don't know why I'm turning all gangster like the Gucci priest. Um, questions from Twitter. Uh, Stu, Bapper and I, what's up? I said, what's the worst thing about being a dad? Um, phew, you know what? The thing about being a dad, there's a lot of positives to it, but also a lot of negatives. Um, I think whenever you become a dad, your general, your life changes massively. The, the things that you enjoy change as well like you you go from being like before i was a dad i used to live i used to maybe go out most weekends i uh you know could go for dinner when i wanted with my, my girlfriend then at the time um who is my wife now not just another side girlfriend because unfortunately i don't have the skills to balance that but um you could have done stuff like that just really going whatever you did whatever you wanted whenever it suited you you know if Catherine was working a long day I could sit and play FIFA all day I could sleep I could watch Netflix I could go out with the boys I could whereas now you know everything you do is based around what you do for your children you know so that's you know the biggest change the worst thing about being a dad literally is not getting a settled amount of sleep and this week I had load on and then Holly, when I got back in from Pug Uglies on Thursday night, I went straight, she was up at five in the morning, wouldn't go back to sleep, went straight into work, worked the full day's work to half five, headed into town, grabbed a bit of dinner, went to Pug Uglies, did the gig, went home. As soon as I got up to like the front door, I could hear noise. Oh, fuck. Went in, Holly's awake. And Catherine's asleep because she was working a long day as a nurse. You know, lives are on the line really you know so I, I always try whenever she's working a long day to do the night shift to look after the baby if she wakes up during the night and generally I wake up more when the baby cries I don't know whether that's an actual thing that I do or whether or not Catherine just lies there and waits until I wake up because there have been a few times where I've had sore ribs when I've woken up and heard Holly and I assume that's because Catherine's been um, um, hit, um, hit me, um, hit me, hit me a stiff jab in the ribs during that which is I just like but that's what she's like. So yeah, lack in sleep is a problem. Um, when I got in on Thursday, Holly was awake until about half one, quarter to two. And then I put her back down in her cot, started crying again. And I went, right, fuck this. Had to go into my room, grab a couple of pillows and my duvet and just slept on her bedroom floor. And then that was me until six, up, showered, brought her to her granny's, went to work for the day. And then I got home um, and Catherine went out to get a few Christmas bits and bobs and I put Holly to bed, bathed her, put her to bed and fully fell asleep at 7 o'clock. So I put Holly to sleep, she went down and then I just went down as well. In fact, what happened, Holly fell asleep and I fell asleep on the same bed. Catherine got home, brought me some dinner, went and was like, you come down for dinner? I did on, she brought Holly, put her in the cot and I just stayed sleeping all night. So I think I had last night a good solid 14 hours sleep and I think that's the downside about being a dad is you just, like I can do stuff flat out, no problem, balls to the wall, but then there comes a time where I'm literally hibernating for a, a long time. Like I can go up until I can't go anymore, which, you know, it's just it's just the way it is. I'm sure once the kids get a bit older and can like regulate their sleep times and their own behaviour and stuff, it gets a bit easier. But for now, um, I think I've, you know, I'm going to try and cope with that. And it'll probably be the same for a few years because I'd imagine I'll probably try and have another kid soon enough to, you know, basically hang up the dick. You know, if I get it, I'd say if I have a boy next, you know, I've completed them, got a boy, got a girl, completed it, I'll hang up the dick. Whereas if I get a girl, possibly try for a third. If it's a third girl, so be it, that's life. If it's a boy, you know, I can, I basically I just want a boy to whoop. You know, people are like, why do you want to have a, uh, 
a boy? Is it to like play sport or like to you know you can go watch their games and stuff? Do like father and son things? Nah, so I can lay the smack down on them. You know, so you know, so I can just rock bottom them when they're bad. You know, you can't do that to girls because they're physically more fragile than a boy would be. You know, their bone structure, whatnot. You know, I know it's twenty eighteen and some people are going, oh really? Sorry, girls are more fragile than boys. But yeah, they are. You know, like Ronda Rousey would get beaten in a fight by. Probably Conor McGregor even. He's a smaller dude. You should definitely get beaten in a fight by Daniel Cormier, you know, the heavyweight champion, you know. I would say that, like, Holly Holm, she's a boxer, don't you know. Too. Katie Taylor, there's a good boxer, a good female boxer, would get knocked out by Anthony Joshua because he's just a bigger guy. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why I want a boy, just to, to whoop and lay the smack down on. Um, but on that note, actually... Um, if Holly does turn out to be physically impressive, I'll let smack down her too. Jamie Harrison has said, ever have a fake ID for getting into Bob's? I mean, I think you mean Bob Cratchit's on the old uh, Lisburn Road back in the day. We'd gone there. It was like one of the earlier spots. I think it's now where um, Radius Housing is, just opposite uh, the city hospital. That was a strange place for a bar. It just let kids in, you know, from all ages. Um, and no, I didn't actually have a fake ID, Jamie. I was quite um, pubic in my day. Like I think I started growing, you know, hair on my legs and stuff when I was in second year or something. So I was fairly, you know, I looked older than I was. There's, there's a mate of mine, Paul Glover, who whenever we first met in first year in school, he he looked actually older then than he does now, and he looks old now. Like he. Glove would be, I would say, he's got this condition whereby he looks fifteen years older than he actually is. You know, it's not. I don't know if it's Benjamin Button type condition, but whenever he went into first year and he was eleven, you had fifteen on that. He's twenty six. Now he's thirty two. You had fifteen onto that. Forty seven. You know, that's just the condition he had. So we would have been a couple of the boys that would have gone into off licenses and stuff together, looking a bit older. You know. Obviously dressed in our dad's clobber, which is the biggest giveaway. You know, see if you're going to buy underage booze. Go in and wear what someone your age would wear. You know, don't be going in to try and get that hookup in like a, a checked shirt, short-sleeved, of course, from Marks and Spencers with a wee blue jacket on and a pair of jeans and Timberland boots. You know, dress like, dress like the age you're trying to be, not like a 50-year-old. And also don't go into the off-license and chat to the people working there about their day at work. Oh, man, some fucking shift today. Oh, what is it you do, mate? Ah, work in the mines. You know what? I'm a coal miner, mate. Mate, you're about 20 stone. Ah, fuck I, you know. It's tight squeeze, certainly, but uh, uh, you know, uh, I know my, my non-renewable energies, my man. They're like, ah, mate, what age are you really? Ah, I'm 15. I ah, fuck off. Okay. And that's another thing you should do when you go to office when you're underage. Don't buy drinks that underage people want. Like, going in, ah, fuck off, it's some tough day down the mines today. Oh, what, what do you have in there? Oh, just this 24-pack of Wicked. And can you give me a red aftershock as well? Uh, no piss off. You know, walk in and go, hmm, give us a ball of powers or, you know, I'll take, give us, I'll have a six-pack of Heineken, please, and a bottle of powers whiskey. All right, what about you? Uh, give us a half bottle of Goldschlager, um, a Malibu, and f- a fucking lock of Bacardi Breezers, please. You go, ah, you're 15, yeah. You are. So, you know, that's my advice. Any underage drinkers out there looking some advice, you know, do that. Go and get your... Your drinks that adults would drink, not that fifteen year olds would drink, you know? Or just get like vodka and then mix it with all the other shit you want, like cherry coke or whatever. You know, do that. 
But um, no, I didn't have a fake ID. I did try once. I scanned my passport onto Microsoft Paint and switched the six on 1986, the year I was born, to a one so I could get into the beach club. And they let me in. They did rip up the the, uh, the passport, the photocopy passport. But, you know, served its purpose. RIP Bamboo Beach Club. Some great times had there. Um, Judith has said, do you have a favourite Christmas movie? Um, yes, actually, I do. It's Home Alone. You know, everyone's like, what's your favourite? Cri- Home Alone's my favourite Christmas movie. It's one of the only movies I would watch every single year and love it. Home Alone is great, you know, and it's also about whooping kids. And that seems to be the theme that's coming through my podcast today. Is like, yeah, I just whoop kids. And that's it, you know. Whoop, like that's the name of this episode, Whooping Kids and the Gucci Priest. You know, that's what this is going to be called. And uh, it seems to be the common theme. But, you know, I love Home Alone. love Home Alone too. And uh, I also like, you know, if you're talking more traditional, I like It's a Wonderful Life. I think it's a real good... Um, uplifting film you know it's also pretty dark at points it makes you quite quite sad but you know i do enjoy it um i think there's some christmas movies that are just a bit wank you know there are a few like oh here we go this fucking shit again you know but you know i think elf is fine you know everyone gets on like elf's the best thing that's ever happened it's grand you know what i mean it's not one of my favorite will ferrell movies and um, if you want to like watch a will ferrell movie that's will ferrell being you know, random, check out Kicking and Screaming, it's a U or something, or a PG, and it's hilarious, it's about him, <laughs> it's about him being a dad, uh, imagine a, a football team, or if you're American, soccer team, and then through that process, whooping kids, you know, so that's what this is all about, guys, Merry fucking Christmas, whoop some kid, <sighs> anyway, that's all my Twitter questions, allow me to uh, go over to Instagram now, please, You know what else is great? I got my uh, internet fixed in the house. And you know what? Sky internet still fucking shit. So you may hope you don't have any kids working for you. Because then if you had kids, I would turn up the Sky uh, studios and whoop those kids. Right. First question is from Gareth Owens. Feliz Navidad, David. No question this week. Just wanted to say cheers for all the come fresh podcasts and comedy you've given us this year. Looking forward to what 2019 has in store. In the great words of Usher, peace up, A-Town down. Hold on a second. Um, before I actually go into that, I fully hear my daughter screaming. So, oh, there we go. That's the, the, the living room door being closed because, I mean, I you don't know, get myself hyped up in this podcast so I'm going to come in there and deliver some sort of running dropkick to her because I'm amped up and I'm ready to whoop kids. But um, no, cheers, Gareth, for that. Um, yeah, 2019 is going to be a good year, I think. There's a lot of stuff um, on the cards in terms of podcasting. Um, I'm going to have a sponsor for the Weird Podcast very soon. I've, I've sort of arranged a few things that we need to do on that. So it's coming together. And um, Boytown, there's some exciting news coming from as well. So you know, hopefully in terms of your podcast, you'll be enjoying that. And uh, I have a few other comedy-based things happening. Pug Uglies will be back again in January. And I have a few scripts and bits and bobs in the pipeline. So all in all, I'm thinking 2019 is going to be a very good year. 2018 was tough in parts. You know, obviously, I've talked about... Uh, 
a lot of stressful stuff that I was doing and I mentioned how there was a time where I was struggling a bit with my own head and I feel like that's on the mend I feel like you know being a bit more positive in, in terms of that has helped and speaking about it putting it out there in a podcast definitely helped so I feel like I'm going into 2019 really positive and hopefully have a pretty chilled out year but all all good stuff um Giles Strutt has said, do you watch wrestling regularly? Um, if so, who are you liking at the minute? To be honest with you, Giles, I haven't actually watched wrestling in a long time. I think the last time I watched it was WrestleMania. So I would say that my favourite at the minute, who I like, um, that's probably... Who, who did I like? I like... I like Ric Flair, the nature boy. I want to see him come back. I know he's like 90, but I would be keen to see him take a bump or two. But in terms of new stuff, the minute, not really. You know, I haven't really seen it in a long time. But, um, you know, maybe when I'm off a little bit over Christmas, I might watch some festive wrestling and then have a bit of a better idea for you. Chris Henning, my man, I said, Well, Dave, good to finally see you at the live podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed the evening, as I thought it was great. What I wanted to ask is, who is the most famous person you have met or most excited um, you have ever been meeting someone? Mine was H.P. Baxter from Scooter, for obvious reasons. First and foremost, Chris, um, I saw you at the podcast. Um, I half recognised you because um, in your profile photo, it's yourself with H.P. Baxter from Scooter, who clearly has bleached blonde hair so for some reason in my head i just thought you also had bleached blonde hair which i mean that'd be sweet but i sort of put off i knew your face but not dark hair so that's what threw me whenever i was looking right at you being like are you is chris here and i was like yeah you are but why why ain't you got that bleached blonde hair man so it was good to actually finally meet you but in terms of famous people who i met who i have met was ricky gervais because when i met ricky gervais he's one of my comedy idols and an inspiration to my sense of humour and my stand-up, really. And I was just at the Edinburgh Fringe walking down to do a gig one day with Aaron McCann a few years back when we did our show, Fathead and the Big Dog. And I saw a couple of boys getting a photo with somebody. I was like, this is weird. And it's probably just... And then I stopped and was like, holy fuck, that's Ricky Gervais. So I just sort of was like, hey, Ricky, how are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm all good. And I was like, um, do you mind if I get a photo with you? You're like literally my inspiration and I love you and he was like yeah no problem at all thanks for that got a photo with him you know was totally starstruck he was a gentleman and then I put a wee photo up saying on Twitter basically saying you know it's nice when you meet your heroes and they're they're dead on he retweeted it and gave me a wee like and it was nice you know because you'd sort of think if you didn't know Ricky Gervais that like through his humour and stuff he would probably be a little bit of a you know bit of an ass but not at all couldn't be further from the truth um Chris Barr said, hey Dave, hope you're well. First off, great live podcast last week. I had a fantastic time. Good. Hey man, keep your ear to the ground. Monday the 17th. Shh. <laughs> uh, check out this weird news story. Oh, whoa, Chris and I are some sort of uh, mental brothers together because he sent me a story about uh, religious swag once again. He's, the story is two nuns admit embezzling half a million for Las Vegas gambling trips. Two nuns have admitted to embezzling half a million dollars from the Catholic school to fund gambling trips to Vegas. Sisters Margaret Kruper and Lana Shang are said to be best friends, stole the money from tuition fees and donations at St. James's Catholic School in Torrance, south of Los Angeles. The pair had taken a vow of poverty, were known to make trips to Vegas and visit casinos, but reportedly told parents as a school that the money was for jaunts, came from a rich relative. 
Mrs. Cripper, or Miss Cripper, sorry, because she's a nun, obviously, was the school's headmistress for the past 29 years until she retired earlier this year, while Miss Chang was a teacher for 20 years before retiring around the same time. The pair's fraud was discovered during a routine audit, which is believed they have been operating their schemes for at least a decade. Um, at the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, the nuns allegedly got away with their crime by depositing some checks made to the school for tuition and other fees into a different bank account to the one used by the school. We do know that they had a pattern of going on trips. We do know that they had a pattern of going to casinos. And the reality is they used the account as their personal account, a lawyer for the school told the parents and the alumni at a recent meeting. Parents at the school were informed about the nuns' fraud on November 28th in a letter from the school's pastor, Monsignor Michael Myers. Oh, that's a creepy name. Monsignor Michael Myers, you know, maybe he actually wasn't killed at the end of the shit Halloween movie this year. Maybe he just took his mask off, realised the errors of his way, repented, apologised and headed to be the pastor at the uh, Los Angeles Diocese. Um, the letter states that Mrs. Cooper and Miss Chang had taken substantial amounts of school's funds and uh, they've expressed to me deep remorse and they feel that their actions uh, were unacceptable and they've asked God for forgiveness. You know, fair play to them. It's a bit of swag. Um, but what Chris wants to know is, have you ever stolen anything? Oh, well, apart from the hearts of the uh, the Northern Irish people, I don't really know nothing that I've stole on purpose. You know, I actually think, you know, when I was a kid, I'd have stolen more things. I could definitely stole Sweeties. Um, hence the current physique, but I definitely stole sweeties from pick mixes and things. In the day, that would have been my, my sort of MO, like I, I, would, I would taste a pick a mix sweet before I would purchase it, if you would. And like, obviously I know what the sweets taste like, so, you know, maybe, maybe that's a bad thing, but you know, I, that's about it. Um, but no, I'm, I'm a pretty honest guy, you know, I'm pretty straight up honest dude, like. Um, Callum McDonald, McDonnell, not McDonald, sorry, Callum, has said, how do you balance comedy in your other job? Is there much of a conflict? Um, you know what? I'm just used to it now. I feel like I'm just a guy that has no time to himself. I very rarely do anything social. You know, I'm either, at home, I'm either doing podcasts, preparing for podcasts, writing stand-up, doing stand-up, or just having time with my family. I don't really watch TV. I occasionally watch Netflix when I can, but more often than not, I'm just up and, and then sleeping, you know? But it's getting to the point now where the comedy's coming a wee bit strong on me, so I'm going to try and have to take a wee bit extra time toward it. And hopefully, as I said before, that can be me going at it full time. So, you know, I'm working towards that at the minute, and um, I'm hoping to get there. And Calum's also asked, is, Alec, is Maskey a fan? Alluding to Alex Maskey, who um, was somebody Shane wanted me to tweet on the Boytown podcast. Now, why I said no to that was because um, through my day job where I like work in community cohesion um, I covered like south and east Belfast was an area I worked in before I got forcibly moved to Lisburn um, I worked with Alex Maskey who would have been a representative in south Belfast so Alex Maskey would have known me you know he would have known my face certainly to see so if I was tweeting something and then he's like why the hell are you tweeting that you've joined a party called the cock party with Jamie Bryson Um you know, I would have probably come back to me in work. I would have had the answer to that. I'm very possibly got disciplined. So that's why I didn't want to do that. But, you know, hey, ain't got nothing to Jerry Kelly. Happily happily let him know that I'm a member of the cock party with Jamie Bryson. But, um, you know, that's why why I'd say, I'd say Maskey would be a fan of me as a guy. 
but I don't know if you'd be a fan of my comedy. You know, I don't think that would be something that um, I could quite comfortably say. And we're basically at the end of the podcast, guys. Um, it's been a fun one this week. I've enjoyed it. I feel like hopefully the listen sounds better now. I've got this sweet new sound equipment that will hopefully make it a bit better. Um, I've got a couple of new reviews in the podcast just before I go off this week. Um, and I want to once again say, if you haven't already, I know I see how many listens I get every week. Go and subscribe on SoundCloud. You don't have to listen to it on SoundCloud. You can do it through iTunes. But go on iTunes and please rate and review the podcast. The more ratings I get, the better it is for the podcast. You know, it's good. It can get me onto the charts. can make me keep doing the podcast. Because, hey, I don't get any money at the minute for it. You know what I mean? I'm just doing it because, hey, I like you guys. You know what I'm saying? So just take a wee five minutes. Get onto the iTunes, rate and review it. And if you leave me, if you review the podcast, I'll read it out on the podcast. For me, and I have two new reviews uh, this week. The first review is from Jenny Auburn, who I just want to say, Jenny, I love you. And Jenny said, her title of the, the review is, It's Time Someone Said It. And that sounds like the start of a tweet back, but I like it. And what she said is, Papa Bear is the funniest man in the world. So there. <laughs> you know, I like that. I feel like it's intense and you mean it, Jenny. I appreciate that. And then Roja88 has said, Papa Bear is a legend. Thank you. Dave is a character and his podcast is worth a listen. He has so much material. Thank you very much. Roja, Roja, Roja. I don't know. I'm assuming you're Spanish because I appeal to the Spanish people. Hola to my Spanish listeners. Um, but yeah, thanks for everyone that has rated and reviewed the podcast. Again, I can see how many ratings that the podcast has. I know many listens to get a week. So if you haven't already, you know, just take a bit of time. Make my Christmas. You know, that's what I want for Christmas. I want people to rate and review the podcast. I've seen Boytown in the top 100 podcasts on iTunes. I would love to see the weird podcast there too. Guys, this is it this week. We're going to have the next episode will be recorded after Shane's wedding. It'll be a Christmas special. So what I'm saying is get your Christmas questions in. When you see the call out for questions on Instagram and Twitter, hit me up. Any question you want. If it's is if it's nosy, give me it. If it, you think it's stupid, ask it. We'll have a we'll have a fun loosey goosey time. I'll be drinking Schlur next week. I'll probably have some red wine and brandy too because you know it's Christmas and as soon as I finish work for Christmas, I drink from I wake up until I go to sleep. Then I whoop kids all day. So yeah, um, I don't actually disclaimer at the end that I was joking about whipping kids just in case anyone here works for social services, wants to take my daughter off me. You know, it's only little boys I whip. So, you know, go fuck yourselves. Guys, have a good week and I will be back next.